Amen. So we want to welcome everyone that is watching this telecast. Welcome to the life. And like I say every Sunday, don't you touch that dial. Amen. And those that are listening by podcast. And so I, I got to understand that somebody might be watching this who's not from the Birmingham area, who might not be from Alabama, but there was a game yesterday. Amen. I ain't talking about Oklahoma or Kansas State. Uh, I ain't talking about Alabama and Arkansas. But I'm talking about that Magic City Classic. Amen. And so we had a wonderful time this week. And so um, the largest HBCU Classic in the country. And so as a church, we want to make sure that we uh, we have our family and friends pay earlier than we, we normally would. We normally do it in this time, but um, so if you ever at the classic, go ahead and make your way to the light just for a quick fill-up. Amen? Amen? Well, I was going to do something, you know, kind of um, different or appropriate for whatever, but I'm going to keep the same flow. Is that all right? And so you remember last week I started talking about Paul Harvey, and I was talking about um, how he had started this radio broadcast in 1976, how he would talk about these little known facts and that kind of stuff. And then at the end of the, the, the talk, he said, and that he is the rest of the story. And, and so that, you know, that thing became so popular that even as a little boy, I could remember where I was looking for Paul Harvey's little segment because I learned so much. So so for the new school folks that may be watching or listening, um, so we wonder where Tom Joyner got the little known black facts. Really, he, he you know he picked that from Paul Harvey. Um, the rest of the story. So so we started last week on a um, a series called the rest of the story, and we were over there in the assignment. And so I'm going to pick up where I was yesterday. I'm going to be before you long. Uh, over in Genesis chapter 24. For those who might be first time viewing or listening, we're, we're a Bible teaching church, amen. So I would love to put my finger in my ear and tune up, but I ain't going to do that. What I'm going to do is teach this word, amen. amen. And so let me, let me just kind of do a review because I'm a teacher by trade anyway. But we were over in Genesis chapter 24. And uh, for those that know, uh, pretty much Abraham was married to his half sister Sarah. See how I start that thing, y'all? I went right into the controversy right at the beginning. See, some of y'all, if y'all would go ahead and attack some stuff, some controversial stuff from the beginning, then you can go on and deal with the rest of it. Amen. Amen. All right, let me, let me go on on this side right here. <laughs> so you know how, you know you already got an issue before you get in the house. But instead of you saying something, you walk around. <laughs> you ain't saying that. Mm, yeah. Just go and deal with it from the beginning, and then you can go along with the rest. Then we can be friends. Y'all go to work, you mad with somebody, and instead of you just going ahead and dealing with it right off the top, you let it linger, you acting all crazy all day. Your day messed up. You might as well go and get that out your spirit. And then you can just go ahead and do what you're going to do. Amen. That, that, that just threw that one in for free. I'm going to give y'all a lot of free stuff today. Amen. Since I feel benevolent. 
So, so here it is. We, we see Abraham and, and, and his wife. His wife is getting ready to pass. And so Abraham is like, all right, man, I got to find somebody for my son. So he sends his, because now he's blind by now. So now he needs somebody to kind of help him find someone for his son. Now, isn't it amazing that they're in a spot, but he said, no, I don't want you to get from here, because where I am, man, it's a real straight-up heathens, and I don't want you getting my daughter-in-law from here. I want you to go back to where I'm from, go back down to Phoenix City, and get somebody, because I don't want to be fooling around with nobody up here. But because he's blind, now he finds a servant to go and do his work. So he's dependent upon this servant. And so that's how we got the subtitle uh, for this series called Be Assigned. Because here it is, we got this man that comes in and Abraham has enough trust in him that he's going to, because think about it, God tells him he's going to be the father of many nations. So if he's going to be the father of many nations, then here it is, he's going, he's really, remember I said that um, last week that your assignment really affects someone else's destiny? Yeah. So don't think that, you know, your stuff is not important because what it is that God's called you to do may affect that or may not. I ain't going to say may not. It may affect, or no, I ain't going to say may. It will affect someone else's destiny. It will affect someone else's destiny. And so here it is, when you look through the Bible, you never find out who the service name is. So what's the moral of that story, Pastor? Well, everybody got to always call your name to do something. Don't get no attitude because they ain't, they ain't even recognize me. So what? Did you do what you were supposed to do? All right then. Let the Lord recognize you. Lord, deliver me from folks that want to be seen. Amen. And so you do what you're supposed to be doing. I hear people all the time, they be getting mad, but you know, the folks at work, they don't value me. They don't. I said, what you mean? Well, they mean because no one told me I did a good job. And I said, well, did you get a paycheck? They pay you to perform. Amen. Amen. To do a good job, not a job, but a good job. That's what they pay you for. And so here it is. You don't even see. You don't even know who the servant is. All they just, they call him in the Bible the servant. You know what I'm saying? Here it is this man. He in, a, he, he in a whole chapter, and he just called the servant. <laughs> he probably got one of the most important jobs in the Bible, and he's called the servant. I ain't changing my name to the servant, but I'm just saying, you know, that's that's how it roll. And so here it is. So Abraham says, I want you to go to the place. So then remember, I'm gonna do just do a little review. So the, so what he does is he goes and and, and and remember I said God would always send you help. That was key number one. God would always send you help. Because see, here is Abraham, he's blind and he needs some help. And so here it is, the most unlikely person would be the one that's helping. So here is he gets the servant, and the servant helps him. So then here's key number two. And we talk, oh, let me let me just say this. I'm gonna drop you so like, since since I'm, I'm here. You know, the thing about it is I tell you all the time, God will not do anything for yourself that you can do on your own. I'm gonna say that again. If you can do it, then God ain't gonna do it for you. So some people waiting on God to do something, but God said, I'm waiting on you because you can do that. Now when you can't do what you can do, then I'll be there. 
You know what? Let me give you a good example. Like with your children. You let them keep doing, 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 doing until you know they can't do it. And isn't it amazing that you know what your children can do and what they can't do? Isn't it amazing? And so sometimes you pushing them and they like, well, 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 but you already know what their capacity is. It's the same way with God. God already knows your capacity. So y'all need to quit tripping with God because if he ain't doing what he's been asking you to do, that means that you can't do more. I said that God will turn your ordinary to extraordinary. He turns your natural into supernatural. So that's the first key. The second key was you must operate in prayer and faith. Because you know when the guy said, the servant said, all right, well, I got this now. The master, so he told the master, now, look, look at it now. Yeah, what if, what if, did, you know, I go down there, an old girl don't want to come back. Well, I mean, he's like, okay, I got you. Yeah, long as you make this old, if they don't do what I've asked you to do, then you, you're good. And remember, we saw that in the scriptures, we saw where uh, Abraham had him put his hand behind his thigh. And we said that realistically, they're also talking about in terms of the loins, because people were back then, they would swear by their loins or they would swear by their circumcision. And so that was the covenant. That was a way of making the covenant. And so here it is. Uh, he, he says, okay, well, I'm going to go. So if I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say this, and then if that person says this, then I know that's the right one. Yeah. And remember, I used the example that I used last week with all of y'all have done it. Y'all said, well, if I say this, and if they say this, then, then it's on. <laughs> Some of y'all will get that later on. Amen. And so... You know you did that. You, you know that's what you was doing. But but you got to operate in prayer and faith. So the servant, he prays. He said, God, I need you to do something. And I'm operating. So here it is. I said, uh, you know, I told you uh, in terms of prayer and faith, what it does is number one, it gets structure to your plans. You got to pray. You got to be in faith. But it gets structure to your plans. I said, it also does what it provides wisdom. Yes. You, can't, you can't do nothing unless you pray and then be in faith. And then also because everyone on the same page. So when you're praying and you fight and you're in faith, then everybody on the same, same page. And so here it is. So we, we see that all the way up to, to verse 29. And so that's what we pick up. We pick up on verse 30 today. Amen. All right. So let's rock this. I've done my review and caught everybody up. And so now we, we're ready to roll. And so we see over in verse 30. So it says, and it came to pass when he saw the nose ring and the bracelets was on the sister's wrist. And when he had heard the words of his sister Rebecca saying, thus the man spoke to me. And he went to the man and there he stood by camels and a well. And he said, come in. Oh, bless the Lord. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and the place for the camel. So remember, he said to Rebecca what he said again. She responds back to him at the well. So then he asked, well, hey, can I stay at the house with y'all? Because I got some business to take care of. So she said, well, come on. Now, isn't it amazing that he had given, you know, he brought all the gifts. And so, you know, we talk about people with nose rings, which you see it in the Bible. I ain't got time to deal with that right now. I'm dealing with the assignment. But that's just to let you know while y'all talking about folks. And so... And he said, come on in, bless be the Lord. Why do you stand outside for I prepare the house 
and a place for the camel. Then the man came to the house, unloaded the camels, and provided straw, feed, and camels, and water to wash his feet, and his feet of the men who were there, and food was set before him to eat. But he said, I will not eat until I have told about my errand. And he said, speak on. So he said, I Abraham, sir. Let me stop right there for a minute. He said, now I ain't going to get, you know, into the part until I do what I need to do. I'm going to say that again. I ain't going to get into the party until I do what I... Let me see if I can make it a little bit more plain. You know how some folks, they'll skip work so they can go and party? I'm going to call me. Not in this church. I'm just saying, I mean, you know, for the folks that are watching the broadcast, trying to help them, amen. And so, so, so you know, in, in essence, do your business first before you do everything else. Why is it now? So that means you know that trip that you took and you know that you need to pay your mortgage. This thing going? <laughs> I, just, I just threw that out there to let you know. So that's just an example. I mean, you know, but what I'm saying is so we have to make sure that we make the main thing the main thing and prioritize what we need to prioritize and then everything else will come. And so he said, no, nah, man, before I get into all this eating and everything else and having a good time, let me do what my servant has taught me to do. Now, now I'm gonna, that just really just sets you up because, see, some of y'all have been having a good time in life, but God really sent you here to do something, and you ain't did it yet. Set y'all right on up. And he said, and the Lord has blessed my master greatly, and he has become great, and he has given his flocks and herds silver, gold, Male, female servants, camels, donkeys, and Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old, and to him he has given all that he has. Now my master made me swear, saying that you shall not take a wife of my son from the daughters of, of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell. But you shall go to my father's house, to my family, and take a wife for my son. So here it is. He sent him to his nephew's house to go and get a wife for his son. That way he knows that he knows what he's getting. Some of y'all better, you know, when you go into business with folks or when you get married or when you, you better know who you get hooked up with. Amen. So. So he said, look, uh, I'm gonna send my, my, my master sent me over here to do this. And so he says, but he said to me, the Lord before whom I walk, I will send an angel with you and prosper your way. So see, I know a lot of times when y'all hear me praying, that time be like, well, he just came up with something cute to say, no, nah, I'll be praying the word. So now that you have it, you see it right there. So he said, now I'm gonna. The, the angels with you to prosper your way and you shall take a wife for my son with my family and with my, fa my father's house. You will be clear on the oath when you arrive among my family for they will not give her to you. Then you will be released from the oath. Remember I said, he told them, said, they don't come, then that's it. But now watch this. Now see, y'all might have missed that because sometimes you have to watch what the scriptures say what they don't say. Remember when we was up in the earliest scriptures, when Abraham was having a conversation with his servant, he never said about my family. Remember, he just said, go to my home. 
But then when the dude starts kind of explaining to his his you know, nephew that the, that the master had sent me, then he said, well, he said, go to my family. So it wasn't Abraham that revealed it to him. It was actually God. So see, sometimes they just give you a part and then the Lord will give you the rest. What you mean? Have you ever, you know, we got a lot of supervisors here where you know you give somebody some instruction and then you give them the broad kind of description. But you hope that they have a skill set to carry it out and go into the particulars. Same way with God. He'll give you the broad sometimes and he allows you the flexibility to use your skill set and the giftings that he's given you to do what it is that he's called you to do. And he said, the day that I come to the well, O Lord God, my master Abraham, if you will now prosper the way which I go, behold, I stand by the well, the water, and it shall come to pass, and when the virgin comes out to draw the water, I say to her, please give me a little drink of water. And she says to me, drink, and I will draw on your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. So he said something. She said what he wanted her to say, and so then, boom, it's on. And before I had finished speaking my heart, there was Rebecca coming out with a picture on her shoulder. He, this boy prayed, and before he could finish the prayer, the girl came out. Man, God get to the point until you can get to the point in your life where before you get the prayer out, God already answered. Really, to be honest, now, God is all nuanced, but he knows what you're asking before you ask. He's just waiting on you to ask. How many times have you had your children, you waiting on them to ask you for what it is that you're going to give them anyway? You got it in the bag, waiting on them to. Um, Mom, Dad, I know such and such, such and such, such and such. Okay, I think about it. Oh, there, you get it. There you go. They get all excited. Because instantly you already got it for me. But if you already knew before, but God, why? Because you know your child. God knows exactly what it is that you want. You know why? Because he's been hearing you talking about it. The reason why you know what your children want is because you've been ear hustling what they've been. I said to you, God, they ear hustling the whole time. He, he hit you even when y'all ain't even talking to him. I will drop your camels also. You go all the way down. And, and, and so then when we get to, and then just, just for the sake of time, we get to 48. He said, And I bow my head and worship the Lord and bless the Lord, God of my master Abraham, who had led me the way of truth to take the, the daughter of my master's brother for his son. Remember, I said last week that realistically they say brother, but in actuality that was his nephew. Now, if you will be kind and truly with my master. Tell me, if not tell me, I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban, Bethuel answered, and Bethuel answered and said, The thing that comes from the Lord, we cannot speak to you either good or bad. And I told you last week that sometimes you, know, you just say, Hey, look, now I can't go one way or the other with this thing. I can't, it ain't mine to determine. I'm going to say it again. You know how you show well. Well, let me just say it like this. Have you ever been somewhere sitting and somebody sat by you 
but then they get up, they go somewhere, and then somebody else pull up and say, well, hey, can I take this seat? Now, you can do two things. You can say, well, somebody's sitting right there, but if you don't really want to get involved, what if, you, what if you say, okay, somebody's sitting there, they sit down anyway. Well, it ain't, you know, if it ain't somebody with you, you're like, well, really, I ain't in there. I, I, I'm clear, I'm free and clear because I told them somebody was sitting there. Now, I'm going to let y'all deal with how that I'm going to kind of move over just in case something kind of break out. Because I don't even want to be a part of it. I ain't going to look, I ain't going to do, And so here it is. They said, look, man, said, now, this thing you talking about between you and the Lord, we ain't even really in there. We can't speak about the thing that you're talking about with the Lord. And here's Rebecca. She come and, 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 and let her, and your master's wife, let her be your master's son wife, and the Lord has spoken. And it came to pass when Abraham's servant heard those words, he worshiped and bowed, bowed to himself to the earth. Man, he was so happy. He said, thank you, Jesus, that I'm able to finish my, my sign. Then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold and clothing, and gave them to Rebecca, and also gave precious things to her brother and her mother. So he broke her off and the mama and the brother. That is going to show you that really you can be the blessing for your whole family. You can be the blessing for the whole family. And isn't it amazing that I said this last week that they don't never mention the daddy, the mama, and the brother yet. They get the coins, not the dad. And it says, and he, the man who were with him, ate and drank and stayed all night, and they arose in the morning and said, send me away to my master. For, but her brother and her mother said, let the young woman stay here for a few days, at least 10, after she may go. Like, well, look, okay, we good with that. Appreciate y'all getting these, these coins and everything, but we're going to hold for about 10 days and we'll send her off. No, no, y'all ain't us. No, sir. <laughs> See, it's just like with us sometimes. God gives us the blessing, but then all of a sudden, we say, well, I, I tell you what, Lord, in a minute, I will, I'll do it. But them 10 days don't never show up. You know how y'all say, well, Lord, if you just do this, and you still ain't did it yet, and you said it in 86. <laughs> if you just do this. And so here he is, he says, now, the young woman said, and he said to them, do not hinder me since the Lord has crossed my way and send me away so that I may go to my master. So he said, in other words, dude, I'm not going back to my master empty-handed and saying, well, I gave away all your silver and gold, and they said, they going to send That's just about like you paying somebody to do some work and they don't do it. Okay, maybe that's just me why I'm trying to be, you know, with integrity and, you know, thinking that I give them the money early that they'll do a good job and then you trying to find the push I lay. <laughs> now, if you read your Bible, you know who the push I stuff. Amen. That's it. Except for myself or that. And so, here it is. So they said, we will call the young woman and ask her personally. So he said, look, I know what y'all saying, but let's ask her. I heard what you said. See, sometimes people want to speak for you, especially your family members. And that might not even be my wish. 
you don't know what I want to do. Really, I probably want to get up out of here for real anyway and leave these folks, but they're trying to keep me here 10 days. No. So they called Beverly. Beverly said, I would go with this man. She said, I would go. And they sent away Rebecca, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. So isn't it amazing that she said, no, I'm gone because I see y'all. So here's key number three. Obedience is a must. Obedience is a must. When God tells you to do, you do. Quit trying to negotiate and bargain with God. If he tells you to do something, do it. It's a lot of stuff that the Lord told me to do that I really didn't want to do. And I was straight up with him and said, Lord, I really don't want to do this. But since you had told me, I'm going to do it. Three o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all thinking that how many times you have told the Lord. And guess what? It's okay to tell them that as long as you do it. I got Bible for it. Lord, if it be let like this come, pass me. If Jesus could be in the garden of Gethsemane, in his humanity, not his divinity, but in his, in his humanity saying, you know what, Lord, now, if, if you could find another way to do this thing to save the world, then I'm, I'm cool with that too. But but if you can't, then I'm going to do it. Be like I tell my wife, I want you to do this. You really don't want to do it. I said, no, but I'll do it. So guess what? So, so, so what that does is I'm honest and saying I don't want to do it, but then I'm going to do it. So guess what? Then that just shows a level of commitment that I'm doing something that I really don't want to do, but because I'm committed to you, I'm going to do what it is you've asked me to do. And God honors that also. But obedience is a must. It is a must. And, and, and obedience really comes from, the you know, in the Hebrew, it actually means to listen to. It's, in other words, to listen to instructions. That's what obedience is, is when you listen to instructions. So they say, well, Pastor, what does that mean? So that means that when somebody gives you instructions, that means they want you to carry out a particular task. They don't give you instructions just for giving you instructions, just to be taught. I'm giving you instructions so that you can do something. It's typically to perform a task. And so here it is, he said, oh, that, um, they blessed Rebecca and said to her, oh, sister, May you go before the mother of thousands and ten thousands, and may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. Then Rebecca and her maids arose. Now wait a minute, let me go back for a minute. First it says up around 57, 58, well, 59, they sent the nurse. Then all of a sudden, we see down here, send maids. I gotta start right there for a minute. She had nurses, she got a nurse, she got maids. And you would know Abraham was already rich. So it is, he went, so I submit to you, and he said, I'm going to get somebody who got something just like me. God forbid, not in this church, those that's watching and listening. Quit going and hook up with folks, whether it be in business or whether it be in personal relationships or whatever, that don't have the same value that you have. Then you start complaining about what they don't have, but you knew that before you started. 
Like one of these old preachers I know you say, say, you knew he ain't been working since Vietnam. <laughs> what you mad me about? I'm gonna change, I'm gonna make him. Okay, let me know how that turned out. Okay, God said like that. Quit trying to change folks. You are who you are. And people only change, and you know, it has to be intrinsic. They have to change and want to change on their own. That's my commercial for today. Then Rebecca said her maids arose. Around, uh, and her maids rose, and they rode on the camels and followed the man. So the servant took Rebekah and departed. Now Isaac came from the way, and the beard of Lamar rode, for he dwelt in the south. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and there the camels were coming. Then Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel. Sound like lifetime, dog. I mean, um, Hallmark. Love story. She on the camel. He look up and see her like, ooh. She see him, she come down. I know it's comical, but what I'm trying to convey to you is that when you know that it's a divine connection, you know it. And guess what? Watch this. Not only do you know it, but everybody around you knows it. See, it's one thing for me to know that, hey, okay, this my soulmate, or this my, my, my partner in terms of business, or, or this is a good venture, or I'm at the right place of work. It's one thing for you to know, but it's another thing when the people around you know. When they make comments like, man, ever since you went to that new job, man, it seems like you just kind of flowing. Oh man, it seems like, you know, since you moved over to such and such, it seems like it's all, or oh, man, since you got married, or, or girl, since you got. So then God really is using other people to confirm what it is that you've been doing. Now, on the back side of that, if they say, man, you know what I'm saying, man, you know what, what in the world? Then you're going to have to reevaluate it. Not saying they're always on point, but you need to. Evaluate. And so here it is. They she get off of it. And so for he said to the servant, Who is this man walking in the field to meet us? And the servant said, It is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself. Let me give you my last point. Covenant will always guide your journey. Covenant will always guide your journey. So if you know that you're trying to go a certain place, you know you got to be in covenant to do that. That's what's going to guide your journey. And so when you make a covenant with God, God's going to journey, that, that covenant is going to really guide how you go, what direction you go. And so here it is, they, they, they're traveling, they get to this place, and the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. So he said, man, let me tell you what I did for you. Man, your daddy called me in here, told me, made me swear that I was going to go and get you um, someone, and then after I did that, then I came back. The folks wanted she, they wanted her to stay ten days. I told them, "No, we ain't gonna do that." <laughs> then I brought her back, and now I brought her in because Rebecca was the one that was supposed to be there. I don't know if I'm gonna preach it or not, but I got a part two to this series, and it's called "You Brought It On Yourself." 
See, her Rebecca was married, you know, she got pregnant with twins, right? And so Esau was the one who had the birthright, remember? I'm going to give y'all a preview like a trailer. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drop them off right there. But Esau was the oldest, and so he had the birthright. But remember, his younger brother wound up tricking him, see, to get the birthright. But see, here's the thing that most people don't know. Esau had wound up taking all kind of women that were in their land. And so as a result, remember that his dad was blind. Well, the reason why he was blind, because Esau had married all these heathens that was burning incense and everything else, and now he had blind the daddy. And so here it is, not when it's time for him to get a blessing, the very thing that you did has caused you to miss your blessing. So in hence, you brought it on yourself. Now, I'm going to leave it right there. That's the good thing. So, so the, the reason why I did that was because if Rebecca wasn't who she was, she wouldn't have never dealt with the younger son to get him situated to orchestrate the whole thing. Sometimes God will assign you with people so that you can carry out what it is. Remember what I said, that your assignment will affect someone's destiny. And here's the last, last verse, and I'm done. I'm going to land this plane right here. Then Isaac brought her to his mother Sarah's tent, and he took Rebecca, and she became his wife. And watch this, and he loved her. And he loved her. And he loved her. Pastor, why are you saying that? Now, he didn't even know this lady, but when he got her, he loved her. Because he knew that she was the one for him. Some folk been on people for 50 years and get married or whatever, or going to business or whatever, and they still fall out. So it ain't about time, it's about the quality of the relationship. And he took Rebecca and she became his wife and he loved her. And so Isaac was confident after his mother's death. This girl was so bad. Because see, and y'all can say what y'all want to say. You can be tough. And I'm not saying you're a mama's boy. But ain't nothing like having a spouse. Because they are just as strong as the mother. God ordained it that way. That's why on the flip side, husbands... They, in the Hebrew, it actually means provider, like father. God has a wonderful way of recycling how the family structure goes. And so here it is. We finished this first part of the series about the assignment. We started off in verse 1 where Abraham says, I need some help. The servant goes. You see, we go through 67 verses and we will never call his name. But he winds up helping change the course of what happens in the Bible. But y'all, I promise y'all, I ain't out of word. I'm just out of time. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Let's pray. Father, we thank you now.
for the 